Hello and welcome back to You Want to Do What with Dan and Julie. Um, today we have a recruitment consultant on, um, so I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey, <laughs> um, so I work in campus recruitment. Um, it's slightly different to what people would think a normal recruiter does, so it's not like a normal recruiter. I work in campus, so I look after um, like university programs, so summer internships and grad schemes for an investment bank. That's quite interesting. How how did you get into that? <laughs> um, so I think most people who go into recruitment, they don't essentially wake up and think, yeah, I'm going to be a recruiter. They kind of just fall into it. Um, for me, I didn't do very well at school. Um, so I applied to loads of jobs before I even got my A-level results. Um, and essentially, basically what happened was I ended up with an interview on results day. So I didn't actually have to tell them what my grades were. <laughs> Absolute result. <laughs> and thank God I managed to actually get the job. So I never actually had to disclose what my A-levels were. Um, so I think it was a strike of luck, really, how I got into it. Um, and at the time, I was thinking I'll just take anything that I get at this point. So um, I kind of went into it from that way. I didn't start in recruitment. I started more on like the admin side, like entry level um, and then work my way through so uh, obviously campus recruitment there are lots of different recruitments in my industry i've got there's specific recruiters what is it a campus recruiter would do differently to anyone else so i think when people talk about recruitment they always think of recruiters who are searching linkedin looking through cvs all day every day with campus you don't have that you have all of the students obviously applying directly to your programs so it's not so much going out and trying to find students it's more sifting through all the applications that you've got and identifying the right candidates for the role. So you must get thousands of applications. Yeah, we do. Oh my god, yeah. you have to trawl through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. thousands. So is that mm-hmm. is it CVs or do you through the interview process they might do a video interview and you're trawling you're the ones trawling through that, right? Yeah. So every bank and every different industry will have different um, kind of assessment processes. Um, in my particular industry we run video interviews as well so what we do is we get all of the cvs in partnership with their video interviews so we review them in partnership with each other um, and we'll create a shortlist and then send the shortlist of the top candidates to the business to then review as well and then they'll decide who they want to bring in to interview do you have a, uh, a filter before that that the pc or computer will filter out half of those or <laughs> um looking for keywords or something yeah no i'm just trying to think now in my current role we don't um for the bank i worked with before there was kind of a assessment stage before and um, where candidates would watch um documentary style dramas um, and they'd respond via multiple choice um and you had to score a specific mark to pass and it was like a straight away they'd know if they'd passed or failed um so some places do have that um where i am now we don't have that we literally just get the cv and everyone has to complete the video interview and you go from there so what do you look for on a cv that makes you go oh yeah actually th- this guy or this girl it looks good let's mm-hmm. get them in for the next stage what are you looking for so it's very much what the business wants so in hr you're a bit more of an advisor as a recruiter um, so we liaise with the business, we find out from them what kind of key skills and what capabilities they want from a candidate. So from the CV, um, for my business areas, I look after global markets and research. So that covers obviously trading, sales, structuring. So for a lot of those roles, they're very technical. Um, so they will want people with technical skills, coding skills. Um, so really, it's just looking through the CVs and identifying key skills that the candidates have that you know 
that those desks are going to want and are going to benefit from. So you're basically, you get almost a checklist from the, you know, these departments and they're saying, you know, we need somebody who can do this, this and this, go and, you know, trawl through the people who have sent you CVs and video interviews and find us a, a few, do you get five or ten candidates maybe or to the next stage? No, we get a lot more than that. Really? <laughs> how many go, how, how interest, how many come into like per state? Yeah, so it is quite hard to explain because, um, as a recruiter, you look after multiple business areas as well. So if we're just talking about global markets, which I look after, um, we get thousands of applications. So we sift through thousands of those. Um, we normally send a short list of around 50% to the business. Um, and then the business, they will decide whether to progress to final interview, cut them there, or they'll put them on a maybe list. So if we keep going through and there aren't many strong candidates, we go back to the maybe list. So it's very back and forth, back and forth. That sounds really interesting. It's really sort of different and dynamic every day. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. But so just going back to, you know, how you got into it and, and mm. things like that. Sounds like you actually didn't need any qualifications. You didn't mm -hmm. need to go to uni. You didn't need to go to college. You yeah. just went straight in from school. Yeah. They didn't even check your exam results. Mm -hmm. So this must be heavily based on you know you're coming across well in an interview personality wise yeah to get into what you're doing mm -hmm. so what kind of personality traits do you reckon they're looking for mm. to hire someone that does what you do you must be able to deal with people really well communication skills yeah it's a good question i think my manager and when i actually had my interview for this current role she actually said to me in the in, in the interview she was like you know anyone can do this job it's not about how good you're going to be at the job are you going to fit in with the team are you going to work well with the team are you going to build a good relationship with the business you know you have to be personable um, and you have to not be too shy you have to be able to kind of stand in front of the business and present to them and be confident in pushing back as well if they come to you with an idea and you know that it's not kind of the right idea or not the best idea um, and obviously as HR as well you have to kind of keep them in check with actual legal requirements as well um when it comes to obviously reputational damage to the bank or wh wherever you're working as well so you've got to have a pretty strong personality to sort of be able to push back on you know what the business departments are asking for or, you know you're dealing with traders you're dealing with people who are in highly stressful you know important roles yeah. you've got to not be timid and not be afraid to sort of say mm, actually you can't do that or you, yeah. you should look at this candidate right mm -hmm. exactly yeah i mean i've been in situations where I deal with very senior traders um, and they've kind of met someone on the street and been like, I want to give Bob a job. And you have to be like, look, you can't do that. There's a process. You ha they have to follow the process because otherwise the bank can get in serious trouble with, you know, all sorts of unfair treatment of candidates. So it's our job to make sure that the process is fair and consistent for everyone who applies. So it's just trying to reiterate that to the business and keeping them in check. To be fair, I don't think I'd give you a job off the street, Jules. What do you think? I think you did, actually. That's <laughs> why I'm here. <laughs> That's actually very true. <laughs> You're not getting paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, having look, at look uh, you looking at thousands of CVs, mm -hmm. do you see when you pick up a CV that some just pop and you can really go, I can see th this guy's probably going to go to the end? Yeah. Do you really see a difference between CVs? You do, yeah. When you've been looking at them for years and you, you, can, you can easily identify a strong CV, especially when you come, become accustomed with what the business want. Um, but then again, there are instances where you are surprised. 
Um, and sometimes a business will end up hiring someone who you wouldn't have thought would be their first choice and they end up being one of the strongest interns or graduates on the program. So there are those anomalies, but most of the time you can kind of spot the best ones that come out. It's definitely quite, uh, you know, when you're leaving school, or you're leaving A-levels or college or uni, it's definitely a really daunting thing to write a CV, mm. isn't it? You know, there's thousands of examples online and, you know, use this template, LinkedIn's a great place for it. Mm. But, it, you know, you don't want to come across, you don't want to put too much personality in, you want it to be formal, you want it to be work, you know, work-related. You know, uh, they're getting harder and harder to compete as well, you know, and yeah. you, you need charity work and stuff like that now. You, do, you, do you, what kind of things limit would you say oh do you know what we're not going to pass this this person on because they haven't listed x y and z what are some of the yeah. things are your red flags i guess mm-hmm. i think it sounds really bad because with campus recruitment obviously you're recruiting people into um entry-level roles so they're coming straight from uni they're not expected to have all of this experience but you do find those with more experience on their cv end up getting further through the process so I think that's one thing just to note, obviously, if you are a grad or if you are at university, make the most of being there, apply to all the spring weeks, the summer internships, do summer work and get that on your CV. So then when it comes to, you know, applying to the graduate roles, you have more to go by than someone who perhaps hasn't made the most of that and they've maybe spent their summer in the sun on holiday. I think that was one of the most frustrating things about trying to get a job in the city was you need experience, yeah. but you haven't had a job. Mm-hmm. it's like this in uh, you know did you find that yeah. really with engineering yeah and i would say that i now i'm in employment being through university i didn't look at any of these uh potential summer jobs or internships and now i'm in the industry there are hundreds out there and mm-hmm. i really wish that i did spend the time and go back to some amazing companies out there that that are doing them mm. you were too busy down the pub mate <laughs> Um, moving on from the <laughs> pub, um, Remu. So, what? Obviously, we've spoken about CVs and things like that. But what? When you go into the office on a Monday, what is your sort of day to day that you get through? Every day is different, um, especially dependent on the year. So, with campus, it's a year cycle. So, it really does depend what kind of season you're in. Um, I will get into the office for nine a.m. Um, and to be honest, most of my day is literally emails, um, emails and calls with the business. You have to keep them updated with everything that's going on um, and just keep them in the loop with any kind of progress with any candidates or anything like that. So every day is different. You can't really you can't really tell what what will come up, really. Is it quite a flexible job? You know, you do you work from home a lot. Can you you don't necessarily be in the office every day, nine to five. I suppose if you're you're dealing with CVs and so you've got to be on the phone. Actually, that's a, that's a good question. Do you have to talk on the phone quite a lot? Because yeah. I know this is really funny. Apparently, millennials and Gen Z mm. are awful on and talking on the phone. They're really like yeah. I know people that that can't talk on the phone. It's, it's called <laughs> telephobia. I think. No, it's don't. It's funny. Oh, <laughs> it's really? funny you say that. When I when I started my first job straight from school, I had really bad telephobia. I could not speak on really? the phone. Yeah. And I remember it was like my first week in my first ever job and my phone rang and I was like, I don't even know how to answer the phone. What do you say? No one taught me. How <laughs> what do you say? When you, obviously you just answer a phone. And I remember sitting there, my phone rang and my colleague was sat next to me and my colleague was like, are you, are you going to answer that? And I just left it to <laughs> ring. And I was like, no. And they were like, you, you need to answer the phone. It might be important. And I was like, I don't know what to say. I used to absolutely hate it. I used to hate being on the phone. And obviously doing it every single day, 
I'm used to it now. But to start with, it's something that you don't even think people would struggle with. But I was terrified. Telephobia. <laughs> <laughs> Telephobia. Yeah, Google it. It's actually it's a it, real thing. It is. Honestly, thing. I can vouch for it. It's a real thing. Um, so we talked about, you know, it's flexible. You can work from home. Mm-hmm. Is there any sort of circumstances where you might go out of the office? Do you go to open mm-hmm. days at schools, unis? Do you do things like that? Yeah. So we spend a lot of time traveling um, between the months of September to January is our recruitment season. So that's where we run assessment days where we have interns in to um, assess, obviously, for the roles that they've applied to. But as well as that, we're out on campus. Um, We go to a lot of careers fairs where we have our bank stand. Um, Students come up to us, ask us questions, and we obviously try and sell the bank and talk about the programs and get them interested in applying. Um, And we also recruit for um, interns and grads in different locations. Um, so I cover London and Paris, Johannesburg, Dubai, Moscow, um, Frankfurt. Wow. So do you have to, how does that work then? Could, do you have to look at CVs in French and Russian? And <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> I get some emails sometimes in French and with my name as well as is French. So they assume obviously I'm French. So I have to respond and or I don't respond. I just copy and paste and put it in Google, Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we do with the bank that I work for the the language across the board for any country is English. So, uh, okay. Yeah, all of all CVs will be submitted in English. Um, if they're not, then we ask for a translated version. So it's it's not too bad. I was going to say that would be an impossible task trying yeah. to find a, a Russian, you know, school <laughs> exactly. How do you even start? Yeah. No. So it's not as bad as that sounds. What are some of the uh, real positives you you find that uh, when you're doing your job make you happy and that you think the industry is good for? Mm. Um, I think it's very rewarding. Um, The candidates are always really, really keen. Obviously, they're fresh out of uni and they really want the job. Um, So they're always really nice, really polite. Um, What else? (laughs) Travel is a big one. Um, I've travelled to Paris a lot because a lot of my roles are in Paris. So it's nice to be kind of out of the office gives you a change of scenery um yeah and obviously assessment days as well you you're never doing the same thing all the time so it's nice it sounds like a really you know a really quite a fun job for somebody you know you're only young you know in in your early 20s and you're you know working in in the city and you're going to paris and you know that sounds you know actually quite a fun job i might apply (laughs) (laughs) can you get me in probably I can also imagine it's quite good if you pick up a CV, you read through it, put that forward, and then six months down the line, that mm-hmm. person's sat in the office next to you. It mm-hmm. must be quite quite good to know that you've seen that from grassroots all the way up. Yeah, especially with our programme. So we run Spring Week, which is for first-year university students, Summer Programme, which is for second-year students, and then the Grad Programme is for final years, obviously, when they finish their graduate scheme. So you do get those candidates that join the Spring Week programme and then they receive return offers the next year for summer. Then they receive return offers for the final year for the grad scheme. So you literally see them through every single programme. Um, so you'll cross them somewhere in the bank, even in the canteen. Um, and they're a grad and you think, oh gosh, remember when you was on the spring week? And you do become really close with them as well because you're obviously their main point of contact in HR, um, who they've gone to for all of those years. So it is nice. So I know we mentioned, you know, you're currently doing it for a bank, mm-hmm. but... Is there opportunities in in other industries, you know, not only within the city, that campus recruitment is a thing? You know, you don't have to work at a bank. There's, there's other things you can go into. 
Yeah, definitely. There's so many out there. Um, I know when I was approached for my first role in campus recruitment, I had never even heard of it before. Um, so I was shocked that it was even a thing. Um, I put that down to the fact that I didn't go to university, so maybe that's why I didn't know. Um, but I was shocked, and the industry is so big. Um, there's obviously not just banks. You've got technology companies like Google, Amazon, Facebook. Um, yeah, and I think any large company in any industry probably has people coming in from uh, uh, students. So yeah, yeah I think exactly. it's literally really versatile. But I didn't. I wasn't actually aware that. It was a separate part of the recruitment within mm. a you know within the whatever company you work in campus yeah. recruitment. I just thought recruitment was like you say trawling through LinkedIn and trying to find someone. Yeah, yeah. So most places will have their separate. They call it lateral recruitment. Um, their separate lateral recruitment teams and then the campus recruitment teams because it's such a big piece. So you couldn't look after both. And uh, what are the negatives that you find working in campus recruitment and the industry? Maybe even within a bank, you know, is obviously mm -hmm. really specific things you do. Yeah. Um, I think some of the negatives is, like I mentioned before, trying to manage the business. You do get those really difficult stakeholders sometimes. Um, and you do have to have quite a thick skin. I mean, people who know me know that I'm a bit of a softie. Um, <laughs> a massive softie. <laughs> Dan's like, yeah. Um, so I think when I started my role looking after global markets, I struggled with that at first because I wasn't used to the fast pace and I wasn't used to the really cutthroat people being really blunt and I thought oh my goodness they've been really rude <laughs> they don't like me um, but you have to just kind of accept that it's not that they don't like you they don't actually know you just try not to take it personally um, as long as you're doing your best and you know that you're doing a good job then so money <laughs> um, so we just had a you know find a bit of data about on this mm -hmm. average starting income it said it can be anywhere between 18 to sort of 25k Mm -hmm. um, and then when you're established, you know, you can earn up to sort of 60 grand. Mm -hmm. But I, I assume obviously this changes depending on industry you're in, like if mm -hmm. you're working for a bank, you're working for a technology company. But do those numbers sort of sound right to you? Yeah, they're probably close. Yeah, they're probably about right. It, like you said, it definitely depends. Obviously, if you're working for an investment bank or a technology company, I think technology companies pay maybe just a little bit less. And then obviously, if you're in a bank, it depends which areas you look after. So back office areas will pay a bit less than front office. Um, so there's so many different factors that would account to what your salary might be. So I suppose if you're working for big companies as well, you're going to get a good package as well. And like you get all your travel, I'd assume. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's positives on top yeah. of your salary. So, for example, when we travel to Paris for assessment days and events, you obviously get all your travel paid for, you get your hotel paid for, um, you get something like 150 euros to spend on food a day. So A day? Oh, yeah. So well, I'm loving the room service. Julie, mate, you <laughs> need to get a job. This sounds <laughs> right up your alley. Obviously, you don't get the cash. It's just you can, you can put in the expenses up to that amount. So I'll go out to all the nice restaurants. <laughs> um. Hearing what's good that's not on the job description, what is bad that's not on the job description? What's some of the things that you didn't realise you'd have to deal with going into this? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, um, what's Telephobia. Telephobia, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that one. Didn't realise I'd have to talk to anyone on the phone. Um, yeah, telephobia, definitely. Um, hmm. you know, something know. That you, is there something you have to deal with day to day that you were like, oh, I, I had no idea I'd have to deal with that? You do have to present a lot of information to some very senior members of the business. Um, I guess I mean, it kind of is in the job description, though, but 
Yeah. Well, it just sounds like a good job then, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> you <laughs> could say no. Okay. <laughs> I know, but it, I mean, it is part of the job because you're obviously a HR partner, but yeah, I struggle with presentations because I'm a bit shy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not shy. <laughs> I can be sometimes when I'm doing a presentation. So how do you progress in campus recruitment? Do you maybe go from campus into lateral or, do you know, how or can you go to you know, quite a senior position in campus. How do you progress? Yeah. So with campus recruitment, what I did, I started as a coordinator. Um, so I did all of the admin. So like booking rooms for assessment days and managing all of that. Um, and then I moved up to a recruiter role where you can own a lot more of the process. Um, and then you can move as a recruiter, there's different levels. So for example, in banks, they go by corporate titles. So you can have AVP, VP, and director, managing director. So in recruitment, there's very much the coordinator that's an analyst, and then you have recruiters who are AVPs or VPs, and they're obviously kind of different levels, so there's different payments, salaries, um, and then there's head of campus or head of junior talent, whatever banks or companies call it. So you can move your way up um, within campus to be maybe a lead recruiter or head of junior talent or head of campus. Um, but a lot of people do actually move out of campus when they get to the kind of the VP level. Um, and you can move into anywhere in HR. So a lot of people that I know have moved into kind of learning and development. Um, that's one of the main roles or even like a HR generalist or a HR business partner role. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity. Um, I think with campus, people get a bit fed up after a few years because it is a year cycle. So when you've come to kind of your fifth cycle, you're a bit like, okay, yeah, I kind of know what's coming up now. Um, so people tend to look for something a little bit different, um, which is why they tend to go into different areas of HR. So knowing what you know now, mm. and actually I've really enjoyed it. It sounds like a really good job. <laughs> you know, you, you you know, I didn't do particularly well in school either. Um, and, you, you know, you don't need any qualifications, don't need to go to uni, mm. but you have a lot of responsibility in essence because you're kind of determining wherever you work's future employees mm -hmm. and you know, you're traveling everywhere. Would you still go into it now knowing what you know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I've really enjoyed the journey that I've had from when I left school up until now. Um, and I've enjoyed recruitment. There's not too much of it that I haven't enjoyed. There's obviously parts of roles that people don't like. Um, but that just comes with every job, I think. And you have to kind of think about balancing the, the positives and negatives. Well, thank you very much for that. It was a really interesting insight into recruitment. And um, I might get you to look over my CV fairly soon. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me.